Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from Lakota Sichas Chelikut Beis on Shabbos Agadol, and the topic of the sicha is that Shabbos Agadol often falls out on Parshas Tzav, and there are three parts in the sicha. The Rebbe will number one ask what's the connection between Parshas Tzav and Shabbos Agadol. Number two, present. In order to answer this question, we're going to have to first present and ask two questions on what the Alter Rebbe in the Shulchan Aruch writes about Shabbos Agadol. And then based on that, we're going to answer the two questions and through that, answer the original question. It's known the words of the Shalah that the Parshiyah Satera are connected to the time in the year that we read them. So from here it's understood in our case of Parshas Tzav, that in many years we read it on Shabbos HaGadol. So it's understood that there is a connection between them. And so the question is, what's the connection between Parshas Tzav and Shabbos HaGadol? In order to understand and to answer this question, so this will be understood by first explaining the words of the Alter Rebbe in his Shulchan Aruch for the reason the Shabbos before Pesach is called Shabbos HaGadol. So the Alter Rebbe writes, Shabbos Shalfnei Pesach, Kairin Eisei Shabbos HaGadol, the Shabbos before Pesach is called Shabbos HaGadol, L'fishenasa by Neis Gadol, because on it it was performed a Neis Gadol, a big miracle. She Pesach Mitzrayim hoya mikchoi mebe'eser l'chodesh, because the carbon Pesach in Mitzrayim had to be taken on the 10th of the month, and that day it was a Shabbos, on the 10th of the month of Nisan was a Shabbos then, and when the Yidin took their carbon Pesach on that Shabbos, the Becherim, the firstborn of the nations, they gathered by the Yidin, and they asked them, why are they doing what they're doing? Why are they taking the sheep? The Yidin told them, It's a carbon Pesach for Hashem, because he is going to kill the firstborn of Mitzrayim. So their Becherim went to their father, to ask them and to demand of them that they should send the Yidin out of Mitzrayim. And they didn't want to. And the Becheris waged war with them and they killed many of them. And this is what's written in Tehillim to Hashem who struck the Mitzrim through and with their own Becheirim. And they established this miracle to be remembered for all generations on Shabbos. And they called it Shabbos Agadol. And now the Rebbe continues, And why didn't they establish it to be on the 10th of the month simply? Whether it falls out on a Shabbos and whether it falls out on a weekday. The way that all Yamim Tevim are established, that they are on a day of a month, regardless of what day of the week they fall out on. So the reason is Lafisha Basar Benisan Mesa Miriam because on the tenth of Nisan Miriam passed away, the Kavu Baitainis Kishakal Bakal, and they established in it a fast day when it falls out on a weekday, Kmaishi is Barb, Simon Tofkov Pei Ayin Sham, like it will be explained in Simon Tofkov Pei, see over there. 
And there are two questions here. The first question is, the Alter Rebbe points out, he's medayik, shenasa bai neis gadol. Because this way, it fits nicely with it being called Shabbos HaGadol. But this itself requires an explanation. What was Gadol? What was big about the miracle? What exactly is so special about this miracle? And also in regards to the benefit for the Yidin from this miracle, there wasn't anything Gadol big about it at all. Because even after the firstborn killed many of the Mitzrim, there was no way for the Yidin to leave Mitzrayim, and they needed the miracle of Makas Becheris. And so it seems that not only wasn't there a big benefit, but it seems that there wasn't any benefit at all from this miracle. And so the question is, what was big, what was Gadol about the miracle itself? It seems like just another miracle. A miracle, but just another one, nothing especially big about it. And also when we look at the benefit from the miracle, that that's possibly an explanation, that there was a big benefit to the Yidden, actually we see that it seems that there was no benefit in in the miracle at all. And the second question is, the ability for the fast that was established on the day of the passing of Miriam, on the 10th day of Nisan, to push off the day of remembering the miracle to Shabbos is understood. So this is when we're looking at it from the perspective that originally they established it on Yud Nisan. They established the remembrance of the miracle on Yud Nisan. And then later, after Miriam passed away and they established the fast on it, then it was pushed off to Shabbos. So this idea is understood because we find the great kayach, the great strength and power of the fasts mentioned in Megillah's Tainus to even push off the Isr Minadin to fast on Rish Chodesh. And so here, where it's only a minig, it's only a minig, the whole thing of Shabbos HaGadol, like the Alter Rebbe says in the title of the series of Allahs over here, that it's a minig. So it makes sense that here, where it's only a minig, it can push it off. And this is especially if it was only established after the passing of Miriam. If we say that it wasn't originally established on Yud Nisan, but rather the whole thing was established after the passing of Miriam, where then it's not even pushing it off because originally they said that because on Yud Nisan it was also the day of the passing of Miriam, so they will originally, from the very start, not establish the Yom Tif of celebrating and remembering this miracle on the day of Yud Nisan, when it falls out during the week, and rather they're just going to associate it with Shabbos. So this idea is understood technically. But when we look at it on a deeper level, where everything has to be perfect and exact, how is it that we move it off the day of the month, which is the way all Yomim Tevim are established and set, and instead we establish it on another day, And why? Not because of something which is inherently related to it, but rather because of a side matter, because Miriam happened to pass away on that day. How do we understand it when we look at it on a deeper level? The explanation in all of this is as follows. Many miracles were performed to the Yidden throughout the generations, which saved the Yidden from their enemies. And in the words of the Haggadah, so this is something which is very common. And in many of these miracles, many of the enemies of the Yidin were killed. However, what was so big, so gadol, about the miracle of Shabbos HaGadol, was that the killing was through the Bechayre Mitzrayim. And like the Pasuk emphasizes, Lamake Mitzrayim Bivchayrehem. That's the Chiddush, that's the novelty over here. That the killing and the Makkah happened through the Bechayr Mitzrayim. And this idea 
that during Golis Mitzrayim, and while Pare was in his full force to the extent that even Moshe Rabbeinu, although it says that he was very angry at Pare, he still gave him honor as a king. So we see that he was in his full force. And Pare and Mitzrayim, with their full force, refused to send the Yidden. So this idea that during Golis Mitzrayim, and while Pare was in his full force, that at that very same time, the Bechari Mitzrayim, which they represent, Bechari means the strength of something, they represent the strength of Mitzrayim, demanded that they should send the Yidden. And their demand was not from some abstract entity, it was from their own parents and from Pari. And with such force that they waged a battle against them and killed many of them, this idea is a big, is a Godel, is a big miracle that we don't find in any of the other miracles. The saving of the Yidden by the miracle of the Kriyas Yamsaf and by Purim, etc., was in a way that the enemies of the Yidden, they, they drowned, they were killed, or the Yidden became dominant over them. So that's what happened there. Whereas the miracle of the Maki Mitzrayim B'chareim was in such a way that the B'chareim Mitzrayim, on their own initiative, and while they were in their full force as B'chareim Mitzrayim, they fought that the Yidden should be sent. And this is similar to the idea of his Habcha Chashuchel that the very force of darkness itself, the Bechayr Mitzrayim, the strength of Mitzrayim, they were utilized and for the purpose of helping the Yidden. They were transformed from darkness to light. To further explain why this miracle is called the Nez Gadol, the idea of a Nes is to change Teva, that there's the way nature operates, and a ness comes and changes that. And from this it's understood that when the change is not just in the teva of the world, the way the world functions, the way the world works, but also something which is teva from the way the Torah works, the way the Torah functions, the way the Torah operates, then it's a bigger miracle. It's a nes gadol. And in regards to our discussion, the order that was established in Avedis Abirurim, and the way that we engaged and elevate things in the world, so the order that was established in Avedis Abirum through the Torah is that the sparks, the Nitzaitzes, that are in Gimel and Klippus Atmeis, in the Klippus that are completely removed from Kedusha, and they're separate, and they're totally dark. So those sparks cannot be elevated, and they have to be pushed aside. It's through not engaging with them that a person serves Hashem, not through using them in the service of Hashem. So according to this, the request and the demand of the Bukhari Mitzrayim and their war with Mitzrayim. So we see over here the Becherim of Mitzrayim, the strength, the force of Mitzrayim, which is Gimel Klippas Atmeis, is actually being used to fight against Mitzrayim. It's as if it's being elevated to fight against a Klippa. So that is a change in the Teva of Gdusha, and therefore it's a Nes Gadol. And even though on a technical level we could understand where they're coming from because they were afraid for their lives but on a deeper level what's happening over here is that the very strength and toikif, the force of Mitzrayim itself is being used to fight against the Klippa according to this we can explain that the two events that occurred on the 10th of Nisan which are number one the miracle of Lamakim Mitzrayim B'chareim and number two the passing of Miriam so we can explain that these two events are connected. Now, the Rebbe says in Igris Kodesh Simen Chovches, 
Why does the Torah teach about the passing of Miriam? Near where it teaches about Paraduma. It's to tell you, just like the Para atones, so too the passing of Tzadikim atones. What he's saying over here is that just like the Mechatas of the Paraduma are retired from Tumas Meis, even though Tumas Meis is Avia Vaisa Tuma. The greatest tumor, which is lower than Noiga, it's Gimel Klippus Atmeis. So, so too the passing of Tzadikim is Poyal Yeshuis Bekerev Oretz, Lechaper Alavain Hader, Av Gamal Azdainis, Shalamatim Noiga. The passing of Tzadikim has a tremendous impact all the way down here to atone for the sins of the generation, even things that were done deliberately on purpose, which are lower than Noiga, they're in Shalosh Klippus Atmeis. So, just like Poradumo, is metahir from the tumor that's in Shalosh Klippus Atmeis, so to the passing of Tzadikim forgives for the Averis that are in Shalosh Klippus Atmeis. And according to what we explained earlier, that the idea of Lamaki Mitzrayim Bivcharayim is that the strength of the clip of Mitzrayim demanded forcefully that they should send the Yidin, meaning what was it demanding? That they should fulfill the command of Hashem. So this is similar to the passing of Tzadikim, which is the idea of Ishapcha Choshuchel and Ahura. Both of them represent and manifest the idea of Ishapcha Choshuchel and Ahura. Either it's taking the Bechayim Mitzrayim, which are Gimel Klippus Atmeis, and they are being used in the service of Hashem. So too over here, the passing of Tzadikim has the ability to be Ishapcha Choshuchel and Ahura, to take the Gimel Klippus Atmeis and to bring an atonement to them. According to this, we can now answer our second question as well. According to all this, we can also explain why they didn't establish the day to remember the miracle of Lamakim Yitzrayim B'Chareim on Yud Nisan because of the passing of Miriam. It's explained regarding when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos that we don't blow Shafer because of the decree of Rabbah that a person may come to carry four Amas and Rosh Hashanah and the question is, why did they uproot the mitzvah say of Shafer? Just for a concern that a person may come to carry, and one that's only for Adyaitim Vikale Hadas. And because of that, they took away the mitzvah for great tzaddikim. And the explanation is that when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, there isn't such a need for blowing the Shafer, since everything that's drawn down into the world through blowing the Shafer is drawn down on Shabbos by itself. And similarly, regarding remembering the miracle of the Makim Mitzrayim and the passing of Miriam, that on the day of the passing of Miriam, there isn't such a need to remember the miracle of the Makim Mitzrayim since it accomplishes the same thing. These two things, like we just said, are connected. Both of them accomplish the Ishabcha Chashuchal Nahura. Both of them have it. And so, therefore, it fits really well that they pushed it off because it's not that they pushed it off since it's already there through the passing of Miriam. According to all this, it will also be explained the connection between Parsha's Sav and Shabbos Agadol. Regarding the idea of the Shiva Simea Miluyim, which is spoken about at length in our Parsha, so it's explained in the Kutatera that the reason it's called Shiva Simea Hamiluyim, why is it called Hamiluyim? It's as in the word Milu Yivishlemus.
And to understand what Mili Vishlemus is, we're going to look at La'asad Lavi. And La'asad Lavi, when there will be the Tachlis HaShlemus, so that's why we'll look there to understand what Shlemus is. So it's written, that the light of the moon will be like the light of the sun. And so the Alter Rebbe explains in Lakota Torah, and similar to that was accomplished through the Akamas Mishkan. that through the Akamas Mishkan, there was the Aliyah Samalchus. And Malchus is like the Levana. So we have the Ur Levana, and we have the Ur Achama. The Ur Levana, the moon, doesn't have any light of its own. And it gets its light from the Chama, and so too Malchus. It doesn't have any Ur of its own. It gets the Ur from the higher spheres. And Vahoya Ur Levana, Ke'er Chama, is what we will have when Mashiach comes. And that's similar to the idea of Aliyah Samalchus, that the Malchus is elevated just like the moon is elevated. Now, what does it mean, Vahoya Ur Levana, Ke'er Chama? So it's explained in the Chassidus that the idea of a Hoya Er Levana Ke'er Chama is that now the Levana receives the light that it has from the Chama, from the sun. And the Osud Lave, it will have its own light, just like the light of the Chama. And similarly, when we speak about Aliyah Samalchus, so similarly above, by the spheres, Malchus doesn't have any of its own Er. Rather, it gets Er from the higher spheres. But when the Mishkan was set up, and it was Shivas Mi Amiluyim, there was Aliyah Samachos. And Aliyah Samachos means that it got its own air, which is the idea of Ishapcha Chashuch L'Nohera, that we have something which is Chayshach, it has no air of its own, that's Malchus, that's the Levana. And then you have Ishapcha Chashuch L'Nohera, that it gets its own light, just like the light of the sun, and Malchus gets its own light, just like the light of the spheres above it. And that's the very idea of Shabbos HaGadol, like we explained at length, this Habcha Chashuchla Nohera. So that's the connection between Parsha Sav and Shabbos Agadol. And similarly, besides for the connection between Parsha Sav and Shabbos Agadol, from the content and the discussion within Parsha Sav, similarly regarding the name of the entire Parsha, Parsha Sav is also connected in its name to Shabbos Agadol. It says on one hand that Ein Tzav El which is a very dark thing, and together with that it says Ein Tzav El Aziruz Miyad Ola Deiris Ba'af Sheyesh Bechesron Kis that Tzav is Ziruz, that it hastens a person. And it's Miyad Ola Deiris, immediately and for all generations. And it's even if there is a loss to the person. And what is the person being hastened to do right away and for all generations? And even if there's a loss, to fulfill the will of Hashem, which is a thing of light. And it's also, Tzav is also the gematria of Kelan Adnai, another thing of light. Which again, we see the idea of Ishab Chachashuch L'Nohera here, that we have the Chayshach of Ein Tzav El Avedazara, and we have the Ur of Ein Tzav El Aziruz, Miyad El Adairiz, Va'afshayish Kis, to fulfill the will of Hashem, and also Tzav is the Gematria of Kelan Adnai. And similar to this, is to this in the Avedas Adam, is the Avedas HaTshuva. That through the Avedas HaTshuva, one transforms the darkness of this Dainus to the light of Zochius. And the Rebbe and the Aura explains how that's connected to our Parsha, how Avedas HaTshuva is found in our Parsha. And this final point is also the connection between Parsha Sav and Shabbos HaGadol in its name as well. We will see the Ishabcha Chashuchol and Nohera in both of them.